welcome to No Filter with Kobo. I'm Gabby, and this is the first of a two-part episode on one of my favorite topics, trends. We have seen over the last two years a shift on consumer habits and an increased demand for skin, sun, and hair care products. Continue with us as me and my guests discuss what Kobo products will be the biggest trends in these categories for 2022 with formulation ideas from our, from our global application labs. And stay tuned on the next episode since we'll also talk about color cosmetic trends very soon. To start, let me welcome our guest, Graciela Lonchuk, business manager at Kobo for Latin America. She's based on Argentina and she has more than 20 years of experience on the cosmetic market. And I know she is as passionate as me about this topic. Hi, Graciela. Bienvenida. Oh, hi, Gabby. <laughs> Muchas gracias por la invitación. I am <laughs> glad to be here with you. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh, to start, uh, in the last two years, the world have changed and obviously the cosmetic market was impacted by the change in the consumer habits. Some things, they are not necessarily new, but they were expanded and increased after, after COVID-19. Can you give us some examples on trends that you believed are the consequence of that? Mm. Well, Gabi, yes. As first, I can say that do the continued use of the mask, uh, our skin needs some relief because we are suffering dryness, in some cases, irritation or acne. So um, I can say that first, uh, barrier creams that really helps on uh, avoid uh, the loss of uh, transepidermic uh, water loss, that meaning that get your skin moisturized. That is a very interesting uh, trend that uh, there are a lot of serums, products, and cream. Um, and following this, if we think that when you apply these kind of barrier creams, maybe they have different actives to really address different uh, situations or problems, um, multifunctionality is another interesting trend to get different benefits in only one product. And if you think a little bit further, thinking about uh, sustainability, well, multifunctional products are, are great because instead of having different packaging bottle jars, you can get only one product in this one shot, and this is great. Uh, but um, also we have to remember about uh, our communication during pandemic and after, and this seems to be continued this year and uh, maybe for uh, working reasons, many people, they are working from home. So uh, what about blue light, you know? Because mm -hmm. uh, blue light um, now is well known that it generates a reactive oxygen species and the content is similar to those generated by UVA and UVB combined. So really, this is potentially damaging to the skin. So we also have to address the blue light concerns. That is mainly more, you know, more or less about barrier creams, multifunctionality, and blue light. Okay, great. <laughs> and since you talked about blue light and UV rays, 
when we're talking about sunscreen, sunscreens in general, what do you see as a key focus of the consumer right now besides the blue light? Oh, well, uh, this is really, I have been seeing over these last two years that the mineral trend, mineral filters is really big and it's coming. But remember that now also we are discussing inclusivity, you know? Uh, and that is like globally, because truly I was working with customers, for example, in South Africa and for phototypes four to six, they were always concerned about the bluish or the whitening on the skin, you know, coming from minerals. But the good news or maybe something truly uh, of advantage now is uh, thank you to the technologies. For example, you can develop a sunscreen product with SPF 50 plus with only zinc oxide. What this means, that is more, we can say more transparent on the skin. And in the cases that you see like the, this bluish thing, well, what about the tinted sunscreen are very, very popular now. Maybe if you choose five products from the market, maybe four or three of them are tinted, you know? So this is really new. So this, this is maybe the, the trend. And uh, also it's important that all of us remember that the TO2 and zinc oxide, both I generally recognize as safety and effective. So this is also something uh, that we have to keep in mind when formulating. But in my particular case in Latin America, Many customers are looking into mineral really filters now. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, the brands and the market, they need to make sure that everyone can use sunscreens and protect their skin, but also respect all skin types and shades. Uh, now, I wanted to go over something else that I also have uh, seen happen. We passed many generations. We passed the baby boomers, we passed the Gen uh, X, millennials, and now we have Gen Z uh, running the show and setting a lot of new trends. When it comes to especially skincare products, this generation that was born after the year 2000 is really looking for brands and products that are not gender specific. Yosel, what do you think about this? Can you give us some examples on how to create those kind of products that are you no know, gender neutral? Oh, Gabby, I like this question because in fact, I was reading about, you know, the, about the discussion about the genders and the sex, in fact. And I also remember in the past, men looking into wife's cosmetic kit to address a particular <laughs> concerns as dryness, pimples or oily skin. So now, is perfect about the no gender trends, meaning everybody can use what needs. It's not, oh, well, I'm using this, it's not enough for men. You know what I mean? But in Latin America, it's about this machismo, you know, theory. Yes. Uh, but the younger generations really are not uh, really looking on that, and it's great. Uh, but gender is about a broad, spectrum of people as gender in fact is related to a personal perception of how you feel so it is great to count on gender neutral genderless or fluid products as powders for example to touch oily parts of your face the deodorant for example to address bad odor or heavy perspiration that is no gender 
color cosmetics, some general serums that are now open to all and everybody. Is someone now surprised about someone wearing nail polish, no matter who is wearing the, point, the nail polish? Really no. But if uh, we talk about sex only, yes, about male or female, uh, here are differences really between a woman and a man's skin. And uh, so we have some room to dedicate some specialized product also. Because Gabby, for example, maybe you know this, that women uh, has thinner, have thinner elastic skin and over time develop more what? Crow feet and periorial wrinkles. And what about men? Men is different, you know, the skin is thicker, is firm and develop more frontal wrinkles and saging on lower eyelid. And sorry, but excuse me, what about color vision? Color vision <laughs> is related with the X chromosome. So who sees better the color differences? <laughs> Tell me you, Gabby, who sees better? <laughs> yeah, I, I won't touch base on that. <laughs> I prefer to stay neutral in this discussion. <laughs> but you know what I want to see, to say that really uh, gender neutral is great because there are many products that, you know, no matter the gender we can say here or no matter the sex you can use, but for some specific developments, well, we have to consider the physiological differences. That is only my mm -hmm. comment. It's not more than that. Yeah, Graciela, I think that's, that's a very interesting point of view that we can have products that are genderless, but at the same time, we are always going to have some differences between uh, the skins of men and uh, women. So I really like your point of view. I want to change this to the topic a little bit now. Uh, there is one subject that has become very important in the last few years. It's not something completely new, but we have seen emerge uh, more, which is sustainability. And when I look at you know, the brands and the companies uh, in the cosmetic market, we also see movement, not only about the products, but also to reduce you know, carbon footprint and use more natural, sustainable ingredients, sustainable packaging. So I wanted your take on what Kobo is doing as a company in the cosmetic market. Uh, how is Kobo approaching this trend? Well, Gabby, yes, nowadays uh, there are concerns about greener, natural products. Remember that not everything that is naturally safe. We are all concerned about taking care of the environment. We separate our garbage for recycle at home. And um, we read labels, who are manufacturing the products and how the products are manufactured. And I can say that there is no sense to use natural ingredients into your formula if the company doesn't care of processes or use less energy or renewable sources of energy or less pollutants. And I can say that, for example, Kobo take care of this and also Kobo uh, is part of the MICA initiative, you know, that is related with child labor and slave labor, you know, and also, uh, I can say that when I started at Kobo in 2002, we <laughs> really, we count only on manufacturing plant in USA. And then in 2008, we expanded to Japan and then one year after in France. So we also take care of footprint, you know, reducing transportation that is great for the environment and also costs. 
that is great for customers because everything must be relating, being efficient on all aspects, from social through economic and the environment as well. That is what really I think. And there are many other initiatives that COBO are uh, considering, but just to mention something related with your question. <clears throat> yeah, thank you for that. And since you're talking about, you know, all the aspects that we need to go through uh, when we think about a product, there is another requirement that we have seen an increase in the demand, which are vegan materials and vegan products. But I know that there are a lot of confusion around this topic, you know, what vegan really means. So can you explain more about this? Oh, well, I mean, maybe we can make it uh, simpler for everybody. Think about that vegan materials are those of non-animal origin or not being in contact with animal ingredients. You know, forget really please thinking about plants with vegan. It's nothing to do with that. <laughs> not really. Um, a raw material could be natural, but not vegan. For example, you know, beeswax, lanolin, the carmine. Uh, remember that some ingredients coming from animals or insects can cause allergies, and maybe it is the main concern, despite the cruelty against animal reason that, of course, is valued. But it's very important to take care of uh, some people that could be more sensitive, you know, or for the allergies. Um, we can't really, for example, I remember now, we can't... Uh, or lanolin replacement that uh, is a plandul line. What is plandul? Well, it's about uh, phytoesteril esters, you know, and there are really excellent replacements. Just to offer an example, there are many examples of really out there and also mm -hmm. from Kobo. Yeah, it's good to know that uh, we can make vegan materials and we do have a lot of options for those uh, animal origin products that we've seen the market before. It's good to know that we have those options. Oh, yes. I remember that. I don't know. You are, as me, really very fan of color, <laughs> correct? Yes. <laughs> and well, we have really two new pearls to replace, you know, the pearls that contain carmine. I am so excited about those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. We can have another episode in the future to talk about them. Oh, I'm wow. sure our listeners would like that too. <laughs> yes. And we talked about, you know, sustainability, about vegan products, about multifunctional, less packaging. And one product that kind of comes to mind are that waterless uh, bars, like shampoo bars, conditional bars. Uh, do you see uh, those products, you know, becoming a trend as well? Oh, yes. You know, we can say that something really is important, is big in trends, or, you know, when you can see around, around your area, you know, mm -hmm. no matter the country you live, uh, you can see that close to your home, you know, it's just around the corner. Uh, and I can see, personally, I can say that more solid products containing less water as alternatives for shower gels, for shampoos, and even conditioners. Uh, because the, it's very important to consider here that companies are the ones that can cut the consumption of water better than consumers themselves. So companies are good starting point in terms of consciousness really and big companies for example unilever procter 
L'Oreal Natura are supporting the concept. And you mentioned just uh, bars, correct? And we have really some formulas for this. But also, Gabi, dry shampoos are really an interesting alternative. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, for example, think about uh, powdered toothpaste or, for example, a glove infused in shampoo and it's dry. So you wet and you wash your head. Uh, and also the household industry has been moving many years ago with concentrated products. So you dilute them at home. So I can say that uh, in general, we are in the right way the cosmetic industry also is moving in the right way. Uh, so please, it's important that we think a little bit before purchasing. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely right. And thank you for all those great uh, formula ideas as well. I really like that. And to finish, I have one last question. I think we went over all the trends, but which one you would say is your favorite? Oh, Gabi, you know, I was thinking first that, for example, I am really one very fan of multifunctional products, but I have to tell you something. I have really later in mind something that is very ambitious, you know, and it's about sustainability about reusing, recycling, upcycling, less packaging, less energy, all of this. Really, I am really on this way. Um, and also this about buy things around the corner. You know, you support local business, reduce footprint. Maybe this sounds ideal, but from nothing to something, we can make the difference or not. Yeah, you're right. I like your, I like your thoughts. <laughs> I'll tell you my favorite. And I'm going to be more practical here. I do love a multifunctional product. <laughs> I like the idea that when I'm in a rush in the morning to get ready, I can just apply one single product in my face that will give me the UV protection. You give me some moisture and also some coverage and I'll be ready to go. That's my, my ideal product. <laughs> oh, yes, you're right. You're right as well. Uh, well, I think I've we discussed all the major trends for skin, sun, and hair care. I want to thank you, Graciela, for so much for sharing uh, your thoughts and ideas. It was really good to have you here. Oh, thank you, Gabi. Well, bye-bye, and maybe seeing you, you in the next opportunity here. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for listening to us. If you want to know more about the trends and see other market and formula examples in the description of this episode, you will find the link to request a full webinar on the topic. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify or the platform of your choice so you don't miss the episode on the color cosmetic trends. This podcast has been created by the content team at Kobo Products Inc., a raw material cosmetic manufacturer and distributor specializing in treated pigments and dispersions. See you next time.